Dice friends, my name is Grant Howard, and I'm joined as ever by my best friend in the whole wide world, Christopher Edward Taylor. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning. We are round hot boys. We need storms. We need storms. The sky is the lightning. The sky is pregnant with clouds, lightning, screams, twins, yet triplets. Uh, Chris, of course, is in the north where all the pressure lives, Mm -hmm. and I'm down south where it's merely hot. Where it's just expensive. <laughs> but the theatre. <laughs> the arts are here. The arts are They're here, also I'm in sure. the north. Well, well, okay. I'm sorry, how many theatres can you walk to? I don't know, how many British museums can you visit in your town? You don't have a town, Grant, you have a city. That's true, okay. So do I technically, but shut up. Yeah, I mean, like, Bow doesn't have a lot of British museums in it. No. No. It's mainly got Stratford. <laughs> with no history in it whatsoever. No, Stratford is actually um it's it's it was created in nineteen seventy three to sell McDonald's hamburgers. <laughs> and to be just a really uninspiring shopping centre. It's just the two really uninspiring shopping anyway, point is I don't like malls. Point is this is a role playing game podcast, not a game not a podcast where we complain about the heat and shopping. And the <laughs> Welcome of- to retail decisions with Grant and Chris. <laughs> No, this is a game where we. This is a podcast. Fucking hell, this is a podcast where we invent games. We uh, we're, we're we're trying out this new format for a bit, where we try and you know try and just show off our game design chops by making games live on air, uh, well recorded. And we wa- I, I wanted Chris to to bring you an offering this week. Okay. And I will say that last week, Chris Chris put forward the briefest of suggestions, and it worked really well. We managed to waffle for an hour on that one i am very clever you're very clever i'm not quite as clever but i am louder and i talk more so that counts for something (laughs) that doubles whatever you got Mm -hmm. plus i could just say what you said but louder and everyone nods that is true that happens a lot yeah so i don't know whether this is going to last us the whole podcast but we'll see okay Mm -hmm. my suggestion is giant robots giant robots Mm -hmm. we haven't done a game about giant robots yet and i would argue I haven't found a game about giant robots that I give a shit about yet. <laughs> no, your your gaming style would not lend itself well to the only game about giant robots, which is Lancer. Yeah, are we? I, I, I just, you know what? I just realised that. Am I? Are we maybe sort of poking our heads above the firing firing light? No, poking our heads out the trenches here a bit. By it's um, a bit current. Yeah, but given that it was released two weeks ago, and I'm like, what, yeah. if, what if there was a good game about giant robots? Okay, so giant robot games seem to fall into two categories, right? Mm-hmm. This is mainly TTRPGs. It's mainly role-playing games and stuff. Yeah. But on one hand, you have the boring bits of Evangelion. So the sort of the relationships and the bit where Shinji isn't getting the fucking robot. Not the exciting bits where it's like, oh, it's Jesus. We've put Jesus, who's your mum? In a giant alien body. Now, right up. Yeah. The exciting bits of Evangelion are Jesus and DDR. Yeah. 
I'm going to say about 60% of the giant monster fights are pretty exciting. Yep. But a lot there's not a lot of that. There's not I guess I guess it cost a lot to film because they had to keep rebuilding the city. <laughs> That's it, yes. But there's those games which are about, you know, feelings mm-hmm. and coming to terms with one another and the drift. And then there's the other games which are the antithesis of feelings, which are things that I think it was Mech Warrior where you have a heat rating and you can Battle keep tech, doing things. Yeah. yeah, you can keep doing things and your heat your heat track goes up and your mech becomes more efficient if you stand at a lake. I love that. Which just just aside from for aside from it being an annoyingly complicated rule, hmm. I love the concept of just this this mech like fighting like it's beautiful Evangelion speed yeah, yeah, attack yeah, streamlined. and then just like oh pardon me ah. and like and like get like getting a giant progressive Lufar and scooping his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Is a loofah noise? Well, I guess like if, if it was polishing a bit made of glass. Yeah, that's true. I'm doing the windows. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you would not believe how thick the glass has to be. <laughs> Fourteen feet of glass. Basically, the mech's made of glass inside. Terrible design. Very warm. Not a lot of air. I want a game that somewhere sits somewhere between. I want a game about giant robots where. Not only, well, I get to feel excited because I'm kicking down a building, but I mm-hmm. don't need to work out the tensile strength of the building's individual floors. Okay, so I think the important thing that we need to work out here mm-hmm. is what makes it mech combat mm. rather than just two people fighting? Actually. But scaled yeah. up. You know what? I'd like, I'd like to upgrade my idea to further pull us out of the Lancer firing line. <laughs> okay. The lads are just. What I want is a game where you're all in the same robot. So, so the the everyone is John, end of the spectrum. <laughs> You've got jobs. <laughs> it's not like oh, I really like the idea that you, like you're you're all goblins fighting for control of the same robot. There's one stick. <laughs> There's one Atari joystick and a button which does you don't know something. It's all built in a system of long presses and short presses. So. So, no, you have to tap out in rhythm if you want to be my lover. <laughs> and then the mech undresses. So I think that, like, we can just have it's two people fighting scaled up for a mech game. Mm-hmm. But you can't just have two people fighting scaled up if there's four of you in there. So what Correct. would we do? How, what, what sort of game would we bring to the, to the table? And is it just Artemis Bridge Simulator, but I've got legs rather than engines? Well, I mean, that could very much work. Mm, but that already exists, and it feels like I mean, we're only we're only eight minutes into recording. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks th- thanks for the uh, go on you, break. If you've enjoyed this, you can go to patreon.com. <laughs> so, putting multiple people inside one mech and giving mm. them all control of something mm. has two major problems. Oh yeah, if 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 not more. Well, major problems okay. as far as I can see. One is that. You need everybody to want the same thing. Yes. So, I mean, you've got to have somebody who's in control of, like, movement, right? Mm-hmm. That's such a major thing. Yeah. And if they're not facing in the right direction, the guns can't fire. Well, you, you simply put all of the guns on 360-degree swivel mounts, like an owl head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you, though, yeah. And, like, if, if you're in the wrong position, like, they, they, like, the person determining the movement determines so much of what happens... 
Yeah, like there's a power differential there. Mm. And the second problem to overcome is that it, there's an element of everybody feeling like they're playing their own mini game, mm. which is kind of what happens in things like Artemis Bridge Simulator. Yeah. Because you've got your own job to be doing, sometimes you get so focused on that that you forget there are other people there. Mm. So um, we need to overcome those two major problems if you want multiple people in one mech. I think that there's, there's like the, the, challenge, the challenge we face is that it's not especially exciting doing what you're told. No. Uh, but unfortunately, for war machines to function, people have to do what they're told. It is, it is a, it's, it's, it's temporary erasure of personal liberties to achieve greater goals, namely running a big tank around and shooting at baddies. <laughs> That's not a very exciting thing to do in in tabletop gaming. I mean, I think you could get away with it on the PC, and like we like Artemis Bridge Simulator, or I think Star Trek did one as well. That's branded. Um, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, Bridge, just think I was just Bridge Simulator proves that you can have basically mini games which are linked and feed information into each other, overseen by a captain, and the the individual challenges posed to each individual person are interesting. So, like, the person whose job it is to to drive the ship uh, and the person whose job it is to make, sh- to, to make the ship go are united in the overall aim because the captain's there. Yeah. But in a, t- in a tabletop role-playing game, that sounds pretty boring because I just have to do what the captain said, otherwise it doesn't work. So let's, let's look at something else and then see what we can translate back to it, right? Okay, yeah. So something more within our, within our framework of understanding, because we, we don't know what it's like to pilot a giant mech. Okay. Realistically speaking. No. However, we have some idea of the tactics used and what it was like to pilot a tank. Yes. Because we've done history and we've played lots of video games and whatnot. Yes, and, and I, I, I can I can understand. Put this way, I don't think I, I could pilot a tank. I'm not no. sure. I'm not sure I'd feel comfortable in that situation. I'm no Rommel. <laughs> Good. You know what? I'll be the first to say that I'm no Rommel. <laughs> but I can understand that one guy may tank go forward or back. I even know how tanks steer. Yeah. Yeah, it's silly. It's two Atari joysticks. <laughs> yeah, they just got two levers. It's not. It's yeah. not even. It's not even a joystick. It's just an on. Mm. Um, you've got a guy who loads. A guy who shoot, um, and then a guy who who's in charge, and a guy who look, guy, guy who look, and guy who's like over there, shoot over there, please. Yes, and uses the like the top mounted. Mm-hmm. Yes. So one of the things that happened a lot during World War Two and that sort of era of tanks, probably not now that we've got you know fucking radar and scanners on everything, mm-hmm. was people gone out of the tank a lot. Because mm, you couldn't see out the tank properly. You couldn't see out the tank properly, but also if you're going through an urban environment, mm. driving a tank down a street is going to get your tank dead. That's, well, that's one of the things which I which I enjoyed about the old Warhammer City fight rules, is that you that, like you could um, think it was something like within six inches uh, and, and and within cover, you got uh, you got an armor penetration bonus against tanks that you were attacking. Mm. Because you could jump out from a building and then throw a bomb under their wheels or something. Yeah, and they can't react quickly. No, you can't just like sidestep. Admittedly, a mech probably could sidestep, but we'll get there. We'll not... get there. That's yeah, yeah, we're getting there. So, An- anti-mech tactics—that's interesting. Mm. Hmm. But it, you get you got people popping in and out of the tank. Mm-hmm. You've got people running repairs. Mm-hmm. Sitting You've on got... top. Sitting on top, you've got people uh, scouting ahead, looking for mines in the road, looking mm. for people, um, clearing blockades, 
and things like that. Because sometimes you don't want to just fire the cannon to I like to take something idea. out in the road. Like I think like tanks are positioned, especially in media, as these as these sort of invulnerable immortal machines, mm. which can solve any problem. And that, and like when compared to you know a person, that's not too far off. I understand, but I like the I like the idea of them as a sort of a cantankerous weapons platform. Yeah, and also like it's there's some, difficult. There's some really interesting things with tanks um, um, for game mechanics. Mm. In, and I realise this is veering towards the the rules heavy end that you're not looking for. Well, we can write a computer game. Remember, we've got we've we've had the handcuffs taken off. That's true. The angle at which you hit a tank with with a rocket or a bomb mm. matters. Yes. And where you hit it and mm. all that sort of stuff. Uh, you've been playing Battlefield, haven't you? I've been playing a lot of a lot of Battlefield. I mean, admittedly, Battlefield's not accurate in that. I mean, if you look at things like World of Tanks, I thought Battlefield had side armor and stuff. Isn't that like Under Armour? Yeah, yeah, it, it has a load okay. of technical stuff. But, right. but, but World of Tanks is juicier, as it were. It's juicier. And, like, you can glance mm. with a bomb, so the bomb will literally ricochet off the tank and not explode, mm. and things like that, depending on where and how you hit it and with what poundage of shell. That, see, that's, that's quite interesting. And how the armor sloped, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the idea is that you, where you want to be, where you want to be hitting the tank is in the front, or like at a twenty degree angle from the front. I think I might have worked out how we make a giant mech game. See, this is why I thought talking through it. You get the ideas. What is it? Lay it Sh- on me. I'm excited. Sh- Shadow of the Colossus, Team Ico. So we none of you, none of you pilot a tank, no, a mech. You, no, you play mech hunters. Right now. now, now you've hit my fucking wheelhouse, son. Right. So we do Titanfall two. Ah, but without the Titans. But without no, but like so in Titanfall two, it's it's a video game with high movement, like mm-hmm. wall running. Um, if you haven't played Titanfall two, it's the same engine that runs Apex Legends. Mm. Um, so it's fast and slidey and wall running and grappling hooky, and like Fancy. everybody's got yeah. grappling hooks. Yeah. Um, and and then like the 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 counterpoint to that is the much slower, heavier mech units called called Titans, which you can pilot around. Yeah, or you can run on autopilot. Mm, yes, which is quite fun, and then you can just be on your on, on on your Todd, and you can use the mech as well, which is quite interesting. Well, you can like ride it and stuff and bounce off it. Yeah, so like you can physically climb it. Mm. Um, but that has a really good system in that game for what they refer to. I think is actually a real term for I say real in quotation marks, but jockeying. Okay, uh, which is aggressively climbing enemy mechs. Right, yeah. And that, you can take the batteries out of stuff. Because you? you rip the battery out the back and mm. you can swing it over and put it in yours and recharge. <laughs> That's such a dick move. <laughs> yeah, and all sorts of things like that. And it's... The, the, so the mech size in that is smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like they're, like, they're like, va- like two, two vans on top of each other. They're like two, maybe three stories, depending on the mech. They're not mm. Evangelions. No. Um, so, like, there are finishing moves in that game where you, like, kick the leg, as mech on mech, where you kick the, the mech, the mech's legs out from underneath it and then rip open the pilot compartment. Oh, God. And punch in. Ah. Yeah. I mean, okay, actually, that is a pretty good way to die now, now I think about it. Well, being punched to death by a mech, yes. Well, it's quick. It is quick. It's not, it's not <laughs> leukemia, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. But this jockeying system is, is interesting to me, mm. as, Especially as a tabletop game, yeah, uh, rather than a video game because a video game it's easy. 
right? You just That's, have something yeah. colossal. You just, I mean, you might as well have a building that changes slightly as you're climbing it. Cause like, okay, I had an idea many years ago, back back before we met, for a game. I don't understand. In the in the in the strange before times of two thousand and four, Chris and I hadn't met. Mm-hmm. And I had an idea for a Warhammer computer game, where you play a group of um, I think it's was it the the Legio Assassinorium the like the, the the Imperial Assassins. Sure. So like the the guys in spray on suits, you've got sniper, you've got murder, you've got shape shifting, and you've got psychic. Mm-hmm. Are the, are the, the, the four kinds. You've got skull hat and lady. Yeah, skull hat lady, big skull hat, and gunman. But they <laughs> they have it's just like it's just just dude with a gun. And anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, point is, they they would be tasked to take down different chaos titans. Right. And you would like and, and like you, like all four of them would go in, and then you'd switch control between them as you went through. So like the ever saw the the killy one would go in and start tearing shit up. Then you then you'd bamf out to do a sniper section, the sniper guy. Sure. And then I don't know the the psychic one would be fired from orbit into the into the into the monster's face. <laughs> Slightly boring role on that one, but yes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of aiming involved. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of maths and a protractor. But, but I like the idea of taking down a titan. I like the idea of like of of, of the of exploiting the weaknesses of something that's this big. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can also look at things like Monster Hunter, and as I said, I, I think Shadow of the Colossus is probably my, my biggest inspiration. I mean, I would go with uh, well-renowned anime Attack on Titan. I only got to episode four of that. I couldn't, I couldn't ah, fucking struggle through. I hate it, but it's. It's literally this, but they're meat. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I want them to be robots for some reason with people in. So robots are more interesting than people. <laughs> okay. I you can understand a robot. It's great. <laughs> they don't. They have these weird changing faces. They don't lie. <laughs> they, don't, they don't. They don't lie. They don't betray. Um, robots won't leave you because they literally can't. Mm. Um. But robots are more interesting because you can change the way they function. Yes, oh, you can sort of hack them and things. They're hackable. You mm. can mess up hydraulics, and I realise that you know you could slice a tendon. Yeah, it's, it's less precise. It's less precise, and also it's ickier and it's weird, mm. and there's mm. less there's less stuff you can do, right? And also, like, there's not on your average person, especially if they're you know a mile tall. Not a lot of handholds. Oh, I don't know. We're covered in hair. That's that's weird, honestly. Ow. I don't want to climb hair. All right, picky. Sure. Then I guess like I, I guess giant like, robots. It is giant robots. Like they will have some sort of handholds. Yeah, like there's 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 hatches and panels and footholds. I want I want to make them slightly alien, slightly slightly distant from humanity. So it's not like. Um, oh, like England versus Russia, and Russia have giant robots, and then and then and then and then like England's like, come on, boys, let's go blow them up with with, with dynamite. I want just, them to just, have just fucking arrived from somewhere. Just quickly yeah. on, on that thing of of like you've got you've always got American mechs, generally speaking, German and Russian mechs, yeah, uh, occasionally English mechs. Uh, yeah. I want French mechs. French mechs. I want a French mech. I think that the the French would would uh, would, uh, would approach mechs the same way that they approach cars, which is to say, bleh. <laughs> hey, 
hey, France, do you, um, I've got all this money to spend on cars in your country. Fuck off. I don't care. G- give me a citron and two packets of gourmets, and I will smoke into my mistresses. <laughs> but I want, I want, like, different people making mechs in mm. these games. Mm. I want Australian mechs. There we go. But there was an Australian mech in Pacific Rim, and, I mean, they all looked a bit similar. Yeah, with their, with their challenging names. <laughs> ethnically difficult moves. Um, but yeah, like if if you've got an Australian mech, like it needs to, it needs to be able to run without fueling for a while, mm. mm-hmm. and be able to deal with heat and getting sand in it. Multiple legs. Not, so it's not just, just a big leg. spider, isn't it? It's a very big spider. Yeah, and and it's called in a sort of in a sort of Ian M. Banks way. I'm not here to fuck spiders. Is the name of the mech. <laughs> What is it with these mech naming conventions? Oh, I love it. I love well, cause, I hate cause them. Oh, I think it's great because it's because like it's a cross between racehorses and boats. I and think it. I think it, it's ridiculous and like the. You can't just say that quickly. No, you say like you you do a shortening of it, but I think I think like the the part like the reason why they have such evocative names, uh, whether or not you like what they're evoking, is because they're there's these they're these enormous fucking god machines, you know, they're they're the most powerful thing on the battlefield, and so that's that's the that's the that's, that's what they're evoking. Like they're even more powerful than a battleship. They're, yeah, they're... just all I all I thing is all I see is a scaled up tank in my head. Okay, and like there there were tanks called Rita. Yeah, that's quite a nice name for a mech, isn't it? Right? Betty. Betty's a great name for a mech. Actually, Betty's a great name for anything or anyone. Pretty much, yeah. Maybe not a dog. I wouldn't want a dog. Anyway, anyway, listen. We, I want to make a game about destroying giant robots from the inside out, and you are yeah. this little scrappy guy. Well, this, yeah. this crew. Yeah, sorry. Scrappy yeah. people. Yeah, it's crew of scrappy people. Resistance fighters. Sure. One of the, one of the more interesting things about Doom... Eternal, which came out earlier this year, um, was it puts a load of giant robots in the game. Right. But you don't really interact with them. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Like, it, it, it shows you the ruins of Earth after the giant robots came in um, uh, and, and fought the demons. And then occasionally you have to go and get batteries to load into a giant robot's gun and then fire the gun or something to get through to the next first-person shooting section. Brilliant. I get that giant robots are hard to animate, like women. <laughs> You know? Or skyboxes. <laughs> now, the three genders. <laughs> <laughs> Women, giant robots, and skyboxes. Mm. So yeah, like you're a scrappy crew of mm-hmm. climbers, basically. Mm. How big are we making these things? We're talking like tower block sized. I think we need to make them fairly big to make them a challenge. Actually, I think it. Why not? Why not have scales? Right. Yeah. Okay. Like your your goblin. Yeah. Is two stories tall. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like and the like, standard like... foot troops are, are two stories tall. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. And they're um whatever those suits were called in Appleseed. <laughs> that's really helpful, isn't it? I, from what I remember, the suits in Appleseed were just like tall dudes. Yeah. So they were like, like robots, right? They were oversuits. You had a person in right. Suit. Okay. Yeah. Um. And I can't remember what they're called. It's okay. Maybe they were called apple suits. They were not called apple seeds. Okay. Apple trees? That's the one, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you've got these foot troop level ones, which are fairly small. Mm-hmm. And, like, like two stories is still 
a big I, thing. I don't want to get into a fist fight with it. And still climbable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bouldering. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that mm. goes all the way up to, like, your 40k level Titan, mm. where, like, the knees are obscured by cloud. <laughs> its its head is going roughly 600 miles faster than its legs. It's, it's, if you sit in the head, you age significantly slower. <laughs> the, like, Shadow of the Colossus did that as well. It starts off with what, what I'll call a medium lad, quite a big mm-hmm. lad. And then you've got sort of small, smaller and bigger and different sized and longer. And then you've got a giant fuck off building, a castle at the end, which you climb and then blow up its face. Yeah. And also it, it tricked you with things like one that went under the water or sand yeah. or that one that was like a big horse thing. Had like loads of legs. I can hate that one. Yeah. I think the other thing, like the, the you talk about climbers. Yeah. I want to see if I can bring in... Because I, I went bouldering three times several years ago, and I quite enjoyed it. Well done. Although, the problem is, and this this is a pretty thin excuse, but I have no depth perception. Mm-hmm. So, it's fine when I'm going up. But when it's time to come down off the wall, I don't know how far down it is. You just jump. I did. I did that. Um, mm. And, I, and I, I really hurt my knees. It, it took me about, about six months of, um, of uh, recuperation therapy to get back to walking normally. It's... Was there not somebody on the other end of the rope there? No, it's bouldering, mate. There's no ropes. Oh, why would you do that? Well, because it means you don't need someone else to have a rope. Oh. Or, or belaying you. As it, as, I as see. So, so yeah. bouldering for, cli- for climbers with no friends. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and like having met a lot of the boulderers who were there, I can see why. <laughs> it, breeds, bo- it breeds an intense human. Was bouldering their identity? I don't know, man. Like, I only saw them during the bouldering times. And so, that's, yes. Well, that's rich coming from us, because I pretty much shit dies at this point. That is true. That's but, why you don't like them. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that's, that's why I like D12 so much. <laughs> a nice ergonomic dice. Good. Anyway, yes, so we've got a crew of... Climbing, climbers. climbing. So, I want, I want the route I take up the mech to be interesting. Yeah. And, like, I'd really like the capacity to have... Um, so like, there's a guy with a with a rocket launcher, and he goes and fires off, and like creates this big gouge in the back. And I've got my special gloves on, which means I can now climb up the gouge he's made in the back of it. Mm-hmm. Like supporting each other in that way. Yeah. So I think the the issue we're into here is that it suddenly becomes fairly rolled dense. Mm. Um, which I don't have a problem with. I'm okay. I, I can I can make a rolled dense game. Um, but we can make a board to- game. Yeah, I worry about it as a board game because then you're just gonna have the robot like flat as a board. Oh, that's true. Well, hang on, Rhino Hero. Not quite the level of fidelity I think you need. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's something there, but you're right. Yes. Um, but like, you need to know on on every mech, you need to know thousands of different. I'm using thousands as the word many here. Mm-hmm. Different points of interest. Mm. Like the same amount as you would during a um, a, a, a combat adventure in D anD D, etc. Like you'd need lots of different things to be interesting, so because essentially, like the knee joint becomes the evil sorcerer from D anD D combat. Like mm. that's part of the encounter. Yeah, um, and, and getting the abstraction sorted out is quite tricky there. And also, like relative heights. Mm. Um, for instance, if I want to try and jump from knee to knee, that's fairly obvious. I can probably do that. 
but what if I'm on the third story of a car park mm-hmm. and I want to try and jump out of that onto the mech? Well, where do I land? Well, we could think in terms of like, so we could measure max in stories. Yep. Or we could have like we we could do something a sort of black hack or thirteenth age style thing where it's like where like they have range which is sort of um it's like close near far distant and okay. we have and we have um short tall very tall super tall that that sort of thing like we mm-hmm. have we have um distance grades which show us how big the mech is right so you need to get to a tall building to get on top of a tall mech yes precisely okay. Um, and like and like and so like these these height zones would encapsulate about about a story's worth about about say ten foot of space. And okay. so and so like <laughs> this robot is a mile high. Oh god, hang on, let me tell you how big it is. Oh god, okay, I'm just gonna divide that by uh, no, I'd like maybe and like and like I suppose at that point we could have there's everything up to its knees. And then past that, it's just robot. There's nothing else that's the same height as the robot. Yeah. So we like we, we could get sort of abstract with that, and then I'm like, and at that point, once you get inside, that's a dungeon crawl. Yes. But a vertical one. Yeah, dungeon climb. I like I like the idea that there's like whatever you're doing, there's constantly this huge risk of falling. Hmm. Ah, okay, that's a challenge. Because risk of falling is exciting. Falling is boring. Once you fall off the mech, you have to stop playing the game. Sorry, I was talking specifically there about the dungeon crawl part, where you can fall inside the mech. That's fine. That I like. But yes, you are right. Like if I fall off the knee, now I'm, I'm not. I'm not. In, I'm not on the mech. So I suppose falling off the mech would be death. Well, I mean that's it, right? Like you have. I'm assuming because you're specialist, you have ropes, you have magnets, you've got yeah, gloves you covered in double-sided sellotape, unless. <laughs> but like you're but Velcro. Your your hit points, want a better way, mm. also equate to your grip. Yeah. So you can yeah. be shot. You can be shot at, or okay. they could do. They can run like an EMP at you and shut down your electromagnets. Yeah. And that does the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So that when you hit zero, all that means is you fall off. You're at the scene. That okay. Actually, that, that's quite interesting as well because what you could do is uh, is to have. Um, not sure. How, not sure how we're doing this mechanically, but you could have. Uh, uh, I, I'm gonna get. Uh, I get. I get struck with. Um, with like the the. Let's let's assume we've got like springy Titanfall style um, armor that I'm running around in. Sure. Um, and then this, and I'm, I'm climbing up the mech's arm, and then it goes up, like, and a, a machine gun pops out of its arm and starts firing at me. So like, mm-hmm. uh, I've got the sort of armor where I can take. I can take a few high caliber machine gun shots before I die. Yep. Right. And not just instantly wiped out. At that point, that attack would kill me, or I can be like, right, okay, I'm going to drop down a height level, and I get knocked off, and that simulates sort of falling off and and, and getting slowed down. Yeah. So your team gets split up, but your your hit points become analogous to your position and control of yourself in the situation. Okay, that works for me. It's kind of um, sexy. Because I mean, we can also you can also do it that like. It's the standard thing of if you get shot, you just die. Mm. So this is essentially your luck running out. This is your yeah. this is your rope failing. This is you getting knocked down. Yeah, near misses, etc. Yeah, and use that up. as yeah. So when you hit zero hit points, you either fall off or are shot and fall off or whatever, mm. or you're just sort of dangling there, strapped on by your magnets. Yeah. 
Um, and then inside the mech, you could either use exactly the same system or you could do like a sort of renewable resource. Go on. Like in things like Forbidden Lands, there's, I've got a D8 worth of torches. Mm-hmm. But you could have shared party grip okay. and things like that. Like so, so the idea is that because you're all constantly uh, helping each other, you're all. Cool. You know, it's like the the old concept of you tie everybody together, right? Yeah. So if one person falls, the other three can, in theory, yeah. take the weight and not be all dragged down. Yeah. Um, but it's it's essentially a teamwork number. Yeah. Okay. You could put spare successes into that. Yeah, so if somebody does fall, you, you, you lose some hit points from this, but but you grab them mm. and swing them up onto a platform or something. So yeah. there's a there's a team-wide hit points, and when that runs out, all that means is you then can't help each other anymore. That's pretty cool. And like and like you're you're separated from each other. I really like the Or you're just or you're just you're still next to each other, but you're just so tired and so mm. beaten down and all your devices don't work that you just don't have the reactions now. Mm. I do like the idea of like of, of like like the the weapons that we're doing with are so dangerous that if you get properly hit, you die. Yeah, you just, you, that's the whole thing, right? Like you're you just trying not to get not shot. Hit. Yeah. Okay, that's quite sexy. I really like the idea of and, and, and like you can have different classes who manipulate that um, different abilities of of powers which manipulate the dice going in and out of that or the the points going in and out. Like so, like I'm a medic, I can spend spare teamwork dice to heal people. Yeah, or you've got somebody who's like an engineer type, like he's all backpacks and mm. extra ropes and things. Mm. And he's very good at filling that thing back up mm. yeah. so that other people can use it for special abilities and things like that. The support class. Yeah. That's kind so of as, as, as they act, they renew the central pool and then other classes, as you say, heal will take some out of that teamwork pool. So this taps into because it's quite similar to the resistance system which we wrote for Spire, in as much as like there's a group resistance and then fallout triggers from that group resistance. So um, it's almost like you're building up um, group anti-stress, as it were, or like or like sorry, so you know what? It's, it's not group resistance, but I'm I'm taking misfortune points and then when my misfortune points hit a certain category, I fall down or I sustain a minor injury or I get split up or something. Right. Like sorry, I thought you were referring to a group resistance inspire, and I'm like, no, oh, I right, it. that's not a thing. <laughs> oh god, no, no, and I think that that's that's, that, that's kind of an interesting abstraction because what we're abstracting there. Is the is the amount of teamwork and the and the sort of can do attitude and helping each other out, which I really like. Mm. And like, also, I, it combines to a degree. It combines that thing that we mentioned in the beginning, where it's either getting the goddamn robot emotions mm. or mm. awesome mech battles, because you're doing both simultaneously. You're, you're getting in the robot, rather Just, yeah, you, like not, you're not in the goddamn robot. <laughs> But it's hard in here. Talk to me about why our boys don't just have the mech. Like, why? Why don't? We, why can't we have giant robots? And I mean, why, don't, theory, why don't we use them? In theory, you can, right? But the way that you kill um, a mech is either by sabotage, which is what this this team do, mm-hmm. or by pumping seven thousand fifty caliber rounds into it, mm-hmm. nuking the site from orbit. Yeah, like, yeah. mech combat is messy. Mm, and expensive. And expensive. And if you're part of a resistance, if you're part of freedom fighters on the ground, if you're part of just people, like, 
in the middle. I almost kind of imagine these people as like in the center of a battlefield. Well, not the center because mm. that would be pure devastation. Mm-hmm. But like they're not at war. Center of a conflict zone. Yes, they just live in a conflict zone. Oh, mech pirates! <laughs> and yeah, like if you can take down a mech, first off, you, like you you potentially hijacked a mech. Mm. Which you can, I mean, you can break down for parts, you can ransom it, you can cook on it for years. Just do burgers on the back. Well, yeah, I mean, like, it's got a reactor core. Yeah. Doing eggs on that. Okay, so, yeah, 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 they're they're, they're glowy. Yeah, really semi-soda. What I I like is the idea that you're, like, you are the mech hunters. Like, your your group of people hunt mechs for a living in this place. Yeah, I, I kind of don't want them to be piratey. Okay. Um, when I say piratey, I mean like... Pegalogs. Yeah, this is a good kill! <clears throat> right, okay. I, I, I like the idea that it's a bit more desperate than that. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like it's a bit mm. grimmer. Yeah, okay, that works for me. Because there's something innately comedic about a, me- about a giant mech. Yes, they're, they're sort of funny, aren't they? They're, they're, they're weird things. They, they're the wrong size. They're the wrong size. They move Fun- funny. Clumsy. They've got two big guns on them, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you then stack that with these kind of over-the-top ebullient people... Yeah. If that's the default, because you will inevitably get someone who plays an over-the-top ebullient person. Oh, absolutely. But but if but you kind if of if you kind of make it, I mean, more Soviet... No, I get you, yeah. You know? Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking your language, baby. So it's, 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 it's more ash-wasty and sadder. Mm-hmm. As a as a baseline, and people can go nuts and have big pirate hats if they want. That's fine, but you have the art and everything be much more dour and like we really need to get this mech so our village can eat. Right, you can't hope to maintain the mech. Mechs are hugely expensive to run. Mm. They need fuel. They need replacement parts. They need skilled um, technicians and pilots. Um, and you like your the resources you have available. You can't have to do that, but you can kill them and, and harvest you can, them. You harvest them, topple them, topple them for parts. So, like, I like to imagine that there is it is possible to possibly seize control of a mech and use it briefly during a fight. Well, essentially, what you've got is you've got until its power source runs down. Mm. So that's a variable resource that the GM can manipulate. Mm. So if it's at the end of a mission, you've got, you know, maybe two, three hours runtime left. Mm-hmm. If you get, like, a long-haul cargo mech, mm. then you've got maybe a week. I quite like the idea of, 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 of like, weighing up the odds, like, okay, do, like, do we take this mech before it gets into combat so it doesn't do damage? Or do we wait until it's done on, on, on the way back to base and then, and then ambush it? Yeah, and picking your targets. And also, like... Do we go for the mech that's bristling with, you know, explosive round cannons? Yeah. Or do we go for the one that's carrying an awful lot of clean water to the front line? Yeah. I think, like, so we set it in a big city, like a Stalingrad-style city. Oh, yeah, huge and desolate and ruiny. and What's it called now? Leningrad? Is it Leningrad? Has it got a third name now? I've forgotten. I'm I'm honestly terrible with both geography and history. Mm. But yeah, like a big defined city. Mm-hmm. And like, and I really like the idea of, of 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 being able to have like, okay, this street is called this, and this this is what's weird about this street. Yeah, and like people could insert their own stuff and yeah, absolutely, yeah, go over the top of it. But yeah, I like the idea of of there being like uh, 
missions in the game say that you know the mech enters on this point and it gives mm. a good reference yeah. and is trying to leave the city at this point mm-hmm. off you go and like do you attack it as soon as it's gone in yeah. and thus it's you know it hasn't depleted any battery hasn't depleted any resources or do you go right to the other end where you know it's going to leave because you've hacked the transmissions or whatever and mine the shit out of that area so you've got an hour, two hours of pre-planning on this area, but you've only got a small amount of battery and a smaller haul out of it. That's, that's interesting. Like you could take, like in terms of class, in terms of people who can do things. Like we've got like the support class who's charging up that like, like group momentum pool, who's helping people work together. Yeah. You've got things like I quite like the idea of like a like a hotshot, like someone who like can go off on their own and does quite well, but gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a saboteur or a sapper who could lay those traps and those mines. Yeah, I kind of want somebody who's got like what looks like an old Game Boy with wires coming out of it and a circuit board on the end. Fuck yeah. Like that's the level of hacking. It's not... Fuck yeah. Shadow it's not hacking. Yeah, so you just sort of jam that in and you're using, you're using a GUI. You're using a menu. You don't know how to hack. Nobody does. That's kind of neat. I like that. And you're just hoping that this fucking progress bar fills up before it notices you're in here and just floods the tunnels with fire. Mm. That's pretty sexy. What do the mechs look like? So the mechs, I'm thinking, like, they they, they would range and change depending on um, nationality and corporation and stuff I like that. I think they've probably got two sides in the game. Sort of, like, yeah, sort so of I mean, there's the... There's the traditional two, sorry, two look sides of, you. The, yeah. There's the traditional look of things like uh, the American big tank end, right? Yeah. It looks like a battleship that somebody's just glued an action man to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> and then there's the uh, the German version, which is somebody taking a barrel and a tank and glued an action man to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm kind of thinking slightly more Shadow of the Colossus, mm. right? Like it's Boston Dynamics. Right, yeah, Uncanny Valley sort of thing. Yeah, but like if you took the the weird white layer of skin off of things like Atlas, right. their their parkour mech, yeah, and exposed the exoskeleton, and you saw like cargo boxes and bays, and you saw all the the armor plate and stuff like that. Yeah, like or like um some of the Terminator stuff, um where you can see that like when the exoskeletons, where you can see the extra guns that are in their arms, mm. and then they pop out to be able to fire. Right. Okay. Like you can you can see that in there there is a cannon, but it isn't in it isn't mounted and ready yet. So it's all exposed wires and exoskeletons and armor plating and. Are there people in the robots? Because I've been imagining there there was like a crew and stuff. I mean, but I, I, I know I know robots? I always assume that there's one person in a mech. Mm-hmm. It's just the the way my brain works yeah, for, yeah, for mechs right. and stuff. Yeah. To my mind, there's either one person. Who yeah. is potentially still a problem? Like they're a trained military person, and yeah. not a badly trained military person because they've been given a mech. Mm-hmm. Or oh, it's like a fucking U-boat in there. Yeah, that is that's like I was I was rather introduced to giant robots with titans mm. in, in Warhammer, and titans have I think like a platoon in each leg. Yeah, like these two small tunnels that you're sliding through that change shape. Yeah, and like orc gargants are large hollow devices that hold that hold Gretchen. Mm-hmm. And they just open their tummies, and everything swarms out. <laughs> and that, and like troop carrying is really not something that's generally done by mechs. No, because they're slow. Yeah, and they're weapons t- platforms. Tall. Yeah, so we have them as weapons platforms. We have them as 
Oh, that's okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So you've, you've played the resistance. There's 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 one guy in all. Yeah, of there's them. one, one person in all of them. One pilot, and they have like a personality. They are like villains. I'm I'm thinking like uh, like I think the closest analogy I want to go for here is Repo the Genetic Opera. You know the family. Yeah. So they're over the top. Kind of. Yeah. Like I, I, like we don't have to play it so crazy straight with them. And like they are, they are these like the the they're the champions of of the enemy forces. Sure. And so like I'm basically, I'm just trying to think of a of a way to make it to make it morally okay to kick them out the top of a giant robot. Well, As I mean, about- like we don't know. I'm not going to say this is an American person, this is a Russian person, this is a mm-hmm. French person, etc. Like they're just the assholes who decided to have a war. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck we, those yeah, guys. We don't say where they're from. I no. think that. But I, I think having them as kind of like the boss, as it were, and their personality permeates the mech as you go through it. Their personality comes up with the like with the internal defenses and whatever holograms are flashing up or what have you. And also, if nothing else, like they are elite troops with a mm. gun and a knife. Yes. So if they put their mech on autopilot and come down and find you in the tunnels, that's like mm. fucking alien. Mm. You're hiding in vents to get away from this person who is a trained killer, and you, who is a trained farmer. I really, I quite like the idea. And like, and like, as as you get up higher, you've got um, so you've got the the ludicrous scientist character who's 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 steering around these mechs. And I know that I'm taking it slightly more camp than you'd like, so we'll dial it back a bit. There is that like a, a, char- a character who you could poke fun at, who's in mm-hmm. charge of the mech. And then they have like four vat-grown assassins, just 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 like waiting around them for someone to try and break in. They're just his clones, just in case he dies. There you go, brilliant. Like he's just got them in in those in those sort of dank water vats. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> imagine, and... <laughs> imagine that occasionally he loads them into the torpedo tube and fires them so he can be born again somewhere else. <laughs> I think that the like the the biggest challenge you'd have is working out so that these sort of these sort of walking dungeons. Which you have to break into is making sure that they feel different, that they feel interesting, that you get something interesting out of salvaging them. Yeah. So what I'm thinking here is, you know, those um, dungeons for OSR adventures that that fit in zines. Yes. That are like a piece of paper folded. Mm-hmm. That's what's the, the name size... of the ones that you've been getting recently. Oh, the uh, perils, pocket perils. I think yeah, very, they're called. Very cool. They come. They arrive in the mail just occasionally from Australia, and I love them every time they arrive. And they are fifth edition adventures, and I don't care about the rules, mm. but they're gorgeous. Um, but yeah, so the the, the dungeon is is small, mm-hmm. but sometimes the problem is that there's three of these mechs in convoy. Mm, okay, that means that only some of you necessarily need to go into the dungeon, mm. and also each one is built custom built for the pilot so it's a slightly different dungeon yeah that's true yeah we, ha- we, and, we have we, we don't have those there's, there's no mass-produced giant robots no and what 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 are the other two mechs going to do if all of you go into one mech mm. shoot like, the other mech shoot the other mech like that's that's a death sentence mm. like, like you're not like... you might you might take that mech but you're not getting out of there alive yeah so they'll just they'll, they'll just go over and essentially press the off button that only they can do or whatever you know yeah, okay. Interesting. Interesting. I think I think that's it. I think that like the the I think like the, the problem for me with Giant Mechs was 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 like was, was was trying to work out a game where it becomes interesting to fight them. To, to, to fight as them. So you don't fight as them, except in very special circumstances. Yeah. I was I was I was reading a Mad Max book 
like we haven't heard a photo book, I was thinking about how exciting the film Mad Max is and how great it would be to set a game in that. Uh, but unfortunately, if you fall off, then you can't play the game anymore. Yeah. And so, rather than having fall off for something which which like which which can happen, but oh oh, he rolled a twenty, you fall off and died. It's like no, like he rolled he rolled four fifteens, and that is just your hit points. That is your mm. overall state as a team. Yeah. And it's about these daring rescues. It's about um, working with each other to try and overcome child. Pardon me, challenges. It's about like you're like the guy with the jetpack that barely works, and I'm feeling like you know what? It's not Titanfall gear. You got trained farmers. I'm talking like Chernobyl radiation suits. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, like like the, the word I want to use for all of this is Soviet. Yeah, like improvised, um, shitty stuff which just happens to work. It's heavy. It's tiring. It's unreliable. But you've like you've got one guy who's repurposed the engines from his from his tractor to like. To, to, to form a rudimentary jetpack. Basically, it fires him off a rooftop. He latches onto the side and, and, and like, puts in, like, <laughs> like, rivets to bolt himself in place, and he's throwing down ropes for everyone else to get on top. Yeah, and, like, you've got a gun. Well done. It's a bolt-action rifle. Yeah. And, like, that it'll is, work on the pilot. That is a great gun. However, that is a terrible gun inside a mech. Yeah, yeah so you've got, like, sawn-off rifles. Yeah, you're using Obrez. You're using those, like pistol version rifles because you need high caliber right mm. you you definitely don't want light caliber because it's going to ricochet and do all sorts of weird stuff you need it to mech. punch outside you need to punch through the mech as much as possible or completely dissipate so i guess like um like high and low caliber I guess, shotgun, yeah. yeah shotguns and stuff something but yeah like you you need something that if 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 it comes to it you put it against a highly um, protected cable and pull the trigger, mm. the bullet's going to go through it. And like um, uh, cutting torches and uh, and like pneumatic bolt cutters. Yeah, things like that. But all That's of a them, really like, cool aesthetic. Like you've got bolt cutters, but they're cut down, mm. so they have to be powered because obviously you don't got the leverage. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things are fire and forget. Mm. So, like, you'll have um, cable strippers that you put on and it goes and finishes the job. Yeah. But that means that you've got to hold on, not get shot, not get crushed for X amount of time while it does its job. Yeah, okay. And it might not do its job if, for whatever reason. I think, I think my, like, before we go, because we've been running for an hour now, I think this is legally a podcast. The one thing I'd like, I, I think, like, the arc I want for the enemy mechs to take. So, like, we're talking about how like, you start off and you've got goblins, as it were, and they're sort of, they're two stories tall, and you go up to, like, skyscraper-sized guys. Skyscraper-sized mm. robots. I think what I want at the start of every campaign is they're not fucking ready for you. Yeah, they like, assume that they're everybody in, the, in that city's dead. Like, they're not ready for the tactics you're bringing. So, like, you are initially terrifying. Because, mm. like, they're not expecting... I, 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 like, like, like uh, I'm, I'm getting, like, the word phantoms or something. As you come in and, like, they can't see you come in. They, you, you're using these improvised tools in ways which they weren't expecting. And you're overpowering mechs. And then the harder mechs aren't necessarily more technologically advanced or dangerous. It's like, they've got... Oh, they've got ten guys around them now on foot. Yeah, yeah, they, they can't... They come with armed guards and... yeah. Uh, they've got APCs. They've got uh, they've got drones watching out. They've got more cameras. They've got um, they've got those grown assassins inside. And so what 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 amps up is not the power of the mechs, but the defenses against you specifically. But also, like as you go through the campaign, there's things like uh, mech hunter hunters, mm. like these more lithe, agile um, exosuits. So they're just powered suits for people. 
And they're crouched on the back of the mech. And they're crouched on the back of the mech so that you just, like, as this thing um, levels its arm to fire this enormous cannon, yeah. you climb up and there's a man waiting for you. Yeah. And he's he's got he's got magnetised boots. He can run around the thing. Yeah, he has no he's problem. Fine. Yeah. Whereas you, you've, you've stuck yourself on there with some glue you made out of your last horse. And then and then there's there's loads of set pieces like um, mm. one of the sides moves to occupy the city, mm. they start entrenching themselves. So like there's, now there's access to to to, to, to mech recharges. Mm. Um, there's uh, a, a huge confrontation of both sides pushing through the city at the same time, or one side goes over the top, as it were, mm-hmm. and all of this like mech army just walks through your city. Mm. Like that's devastating to you, and also a gold mine. Mm. Cool. What's the name? Well, you said something about phantoms. Phantoms, phantoms got quite, and, and like it would sound quite good in the thick Russian accent as well. Yeah. I'm thinking of something like Ghosts of Tsushima. Mm, yeah, Phantoms of Stalingrad. Yeah, but probably not Stalingrad because that very much no. locates it in the real world. We would need to name the name the city. Name the like, city, like, yeah. Like dust. No, dust. City, yeah, it was Dr- not drift. That's the robot term. Uh, what's something like bleak, wastelandy, rubbly? Destroyed ruins, phantoms of the fall. That's something like that. Who is of the fall? Is it poets of the fall? I don't know. I think they did the music for Max Payne too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that seems about right. Phantoms of the fall, ghosts of the Meg game. There's something that we'll work it out. Ghosts of the Meg game for now. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not going to shift units, but yeah, ghosts. No, of the but Mech I need game. to know. I need to name the podcast something. That's true. That's that's our game. It's uh, you, you. You don't really get to drive a mech around. It is a tabletop role playing game, which you which you are you are best friends destroying evil mechs. Pretty much. That's got, that's got a good ring to it. I think it does. That's a good elevator. I would like. I would like to have a mechanic where you can do best friendship to recharge your health. You know what no, I mean. Be, be, best friendship t- takes stuff from the pool. Like emotional labor is labor. No, I mean like. I mean like have a dr- have a dramatic kiss on top of the robot to recharge your mech meter. No, you're getting a bit early. Early Evangelion here. That's okay. Emotions. That's, that's you said you right. wanted to avoid that. That's all I'm saying. Oh, but we also have the rules for kicking in the doors. We like we can, we can just take the mechanics from Bite Marks. Um, Becky Anderson's yeah. uh, werewolf game. He's a yeah, the pack pack mechanics. Have that. Yeah, throw it in. Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice, friends. If you've enjoyed this, you want to see us make more games, or hear us make more games, I suppose, I hope you can't see us, then you can go to patreon.com forward slash friends, give us some cash, join the Discord, be a lovely supporter. Um, that's it for the pitch, really, at the end. Um, yeah. Don't it's forget, really... we won't be back next week because Grant is on holiday. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my holidays. I'm going to um, I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to Cornwall for a while, which should be nice. I'm going to be at a place which isn't East London for the first time in six. I'm going to be at a place that isn't Bow the first time Amazing. in six months, which I'm quite excited about. <laughs> yeah. So we'll miss next week, and then we'll be back after week after that. Yeah, week after. Yeah. So um, please, please be good until then. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.